Hello, 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 and welcome back to the show. What is going on, everybody? If you could, please, please, pretty please, before you put your phone away or whatever, make sure you hit the uh, hit the show notes there, okay? Um, hopefully there's a clickable link down there. If not, then head on over to your favorite social media place uh, and, and search for the hashtag... Dow of Rich, T-A-O-O-F-R-I-C-H, all right, that should take you to my content, content, once you are there, like, follow, and subscribe, and share with a friend, okay, interact, do some thumbs up stuff, that kind of thing, all right, um, I've, I've had some trouble in the past with uh, doing the social media stuff uh, you know I get I get kind of caught up in, in the my personal Facebook feed and you know, I get to watching videos and distracted and next thing you know three hours have gone by it's time to go to bed and here I am I've got zero accomplished <laughs> It's kind of one of those things where I I try not to spend too much time on social media, all right. But uh, it always happens. So trying to re refocus my efforts towards my uh, towards my brand and. Uh, Maybe all of the time that I've I've lost in the past will I'll be able to reinvest that time into my future and all will be awesome and well. So um, welcome back to the show. Let's talk about some stuff. Alright. Now Something I, I kind of brought up before, um, I me getting into Taoism and having asked a few questions on on some groups, and I got I got some mixed reactions all the way from um, watered down and westernized and hippie. You know, it's, my, my thing, you know, I, I got out of mainstream religion, you know, I was a kid, Christianity was more or less forced upon me, church, Bible and all that stuff. I turned 18 years old. I am an adult now. I make these decisions for myself. Decided that Christianity is not for me. You know, and at that time, you know, I was angry about it. I, I would even go so far as to use the word hate. And 
since then I've grown up quite a bit and I've you know and I and I realized that you know this is just somebody's somebody's trip man you know they this is how they do what they do and how they uh, make sense of life and who am I to judge them for that if anything you know hey you got something figured out great job man you know and especially at that time I didn't have anything figured out I'll just go to work, buy stuff, keep the economy flowing, the spice must flow, and, you know, flow it did. And it never really occurred to me, you know, I and I've been homeless before, alright, and even... Even when I was homeless, it was still something that I had to, I had to figure out how to have a job. I needed to have money. Money was that thing that got the stuff. Whatever the stuff was, the, the clothes, the shoes, the car, the insurance, the, the rent, the food, the water, the bills, money, you know. And it wasn't until, you know, very recently that being homeless, it, on some levels, okay, I'm not exactly promoting the idea that everybody, you know, give away all of their stuff, put their crap in a backpack, and go live on the street. I'm, I'm not. I'm not saying go do that. Okay. But ran the scenario through my head a little bit, and to me, that is extreme minimalism. That is exactly what I've been going for. Instead of, you know, and, and don't get me wrong, I love my job. My job is super freaking awesome. I get to work with cool people. I get to talk to awesome people. I, I just, everything about my job is super duper, right? But I, I know what it's like to have a job that I hate. You know what I mean? I know what it's like to be... You know, to to dread Monday mornings. I know, I know what it's like to dread morning. Okay, not just Monday through Friday morning, but I've also had jobs where I had to work Saturdays and Sundays, and it just, in general, put a dread of morning involved because, you know, and and I got into drugs and alcohol pretty bad there for a little while and it was you know it was a, a half-hearted uh, a half-hearted attempt to make it stop 
a half-hearted attempt to just, you know, drink myself to death, take too many drugs or whatever, and, you know, looking at it now, fortunately I woke up, but at the time, you know, unfortunately I woke up. And I had to get up, and I had to go to a job that I hated, working for people I didn't like. You know, everything about my life at that moment sucked, and the, and the only way that I could I could deal with it was through drugs and alcohol. I, I couldn't I couldn't figure any other way out. Fortunately for me, and perhaps unfortunately for my wife, my wife was driving down the road. We had been kind of uh, on again, off again for a couple of years. Just, you know, she was too grown up and I was too immature. And uh, She didn't want to. She didn't want to start a relationship with me because I was, I was still into drugs and alcohol. I wasn't grown up enough. And she already had kids, so I needed to grow up some. And she's telling me this after we've gotten together. And, you know, I, and it was, it was kind of one of those things that I had. Uh, I had a moment of clarity. The, the money ran out, the drugs ran out, the alcohol ran out, and, you know, I, I got it in my head that I needed to go somewhere else. I needed to, I needed to do something else besides where I was at. Nothing against any of the people that were involved in my life at the time. It's just that, you know, I knew that if I had gotten a job in the situation that I was in, I was going to fall right back into that same hole again and I just I just couldn't stand the idea that that's how my life was going to turn out so I you know I, I got I made some friends online uh, uh, we were going to meet in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho um, this was August 30th that the plan was that the plan was laid in or no, August 31st. Yeah, August 31st. Or thir- the 30th. No, the 31st. Got it all planned out. Well, okay, the, thir- the night of the 30th. There we go. All right. The night of the 30th, we got it all figured out. We're going to, you know, the, the one couple, they had already moved there got an apartment we were all gonna start gathering there and and the beginnings of our intentional community were it was going to start there and the day of the 31st got up got my stuff together got it all laid out i got my sleep system all figured out I still have that tarp. And 
And ultimately, I'm glad it didn't work out. Because I'd probably be dead by now. Either from drugs or uh, hypothermia. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was not as ready as I thought I was. All right? I, was I was overconfident and underskilled. And I, I got all my stuff together, ready to go. And then I went to the grocery store. I didn't have a car, so I walked down there. Uh, didn't have a cell phone. And, and I had nothing. I had like 60 bucks in my wallet. I walked down to the store, grabbed a couple packs of smokes, a couple of sodies, uh, a bag full of stuff that I could eat in a car, and walked back to my buddy's house. And had I been walking just a fuzzy bit faster, I would have been inside about the time my wife drove by. We wouldn't have crossed paths. I wouldn't have gotten married. I wouldn't have had kids. Maybe. Who knows? I'd probably be in Idaho right now. And it's... You know, it's... May 7th today and I'm guessing it's probably still kind of cold up in that area <laughs> it's, it's pretty close to Canada um, damn it my wife hollers out hey how's it going she turns around and comes back we hang out in the driveway for a little bit. And for the most part, we haven't spent a whole lot of time apart since. Okay? I love my wife. She is awesome. Even in the most frustratingly angry and dark times, I still love my wife. She's still amazing. myself down to a point where you know and I didn't know the word minimalism at the time I didn't know about extreme minimalism I didn't know about digital nomads you know this is 2008 2007 this is 2007 okay YouTube was barely a thing you know the internet you know, obviously, but you know, it wasn't it wasn't as simple of a thing as grabbing your smartphone, starting a, a, a YouTube account, and throwing videos up on the internet. There there was some work involved there, and quite a bit of a quite a bit of a financial uh, thing going on, right? I was just, you know, I was just this guy who's all of his stuff, and even even with all of my stuff, all of my stuff fit in the cab of my S10, right? With the standard cab S10, now, not the extended cab or anything, just just a you know me and all of my stuff. 
I put a little bit of stuff behind the seats, the rest of it on on the passenger side, you know, and, and the clothes that I was wearing, and I didn't have to put anything in the back. Now, I had some larger items, like a dresser and TV and stuff, but, you know, I could have gotten rid of all of that stuff and, you know, had it down to that point, and, and then... You know, recently, finally coming to this place where, oh, hey, you know what? I, you know, I don't, I don't have to have, you know, three weeks worth of, of clothes. You know, I don't have to have 21 pairs of pants. I don't have to have 21 t-shirts. I don't have to have a closet full of clothes that I can have, you know, However many, you know, just throw uh, ten. Ten items of clothing that get shuffled around to create different outfits and neutral colors or whatever. I'm, I'm kind of a, I'm kind of a standard black and earth tones kind of guy myself. Except for right now, I've got a really bright safety green shirt on because, you know, we're... We get to buy different colored shirts for our, for our, uh, for at work. Got our company logo on and stuff, and you'll see it in a video. I, I wear a bright yellow, or this yellow green. It's, it's safety green, right? And I walk around in parking lots. Sometimes I gotta pull over on the side of the interstate and get out and move my boxes around because one fell over or something. For whatever reason, I'm outside of my vehicle in an area where there are cars moving around. I need something that really jumps out there and says, "Hey, look at me!" All right. So, I've I've got I've got a couple of shirts like this, right? But otherwise, I'm pretty, you know, black, gray, blue, brown. I'm a I'm an earthy kind of guy, you know, and. No, that's that's it. No, uh, no, nothing too terribly exciting about my wardrobe, except uh, the thing that I find exciting about my wardrobe is all of the clothes that I wear on a regular basis, from like March through November. They all fit in this one little pocket in my backpack. And I'll I'll introduce you to Green Bean in a, in a video, okay? Green Green Bean Green Bean is a very special friend of mine. It, Green Bean is is my backpack, and this backpack it it's well you know what I'm not even going to ruin it. Right? Green Bean is is an awesome backpack. Been there through uh, through some stuff over the last couple of years and uh i really i really dig green bean right so uh you know if, if you're listening to this there's probably a video on youtube uh about about green bean and I, i'd like i'd like for you to meet green bean and see all the stuff i've got in, in that backpack and and the different possibilities and whatnot okay I'll probably make it this weekend. I, I don't. I don't. We'll see, we'll see what happens. 
Um, but it turns out that I, I, I am at that point. Okay, I've, I've got more or less got my, my essentials taken care of in this one backpack. You know what I mean? I can put everything that I've gotta gotta have in this one backpack. And that's and that's necessity. And everything else is cake and icing and frosting and sprinkles and syrups and ice cream. Okay? The meal, the necessity is handled and now everything else is just dessert and it it's a weird place to be because it's something that I've been striving for for quite a bit of time you know what I mean like I found out about minimalism We'll call it four years ago. And I worked at it for a little bit. And and I'm not going to lie. The thing that, that really sucked me in about minimalism is, is the digital nomads. I've, that, that's part of the reason why I love my job so much is that I get to drive around all day. And I get to explore. And, you know, I... I Southwest Missouri, Northeast Oklahoma, and Northwest Arkansas. You know, there's some days that I put on 450 plus miles, just driving around and and seeing all the cool stuff. You know, there there are certain trees that I've picked out to be, you know, they they've got names. They're they are my identifiers that once I see that tree. I know that it's 15 minutes to Fort Smith. Or I'm, I'm getting ready to, to do the, uh, the little interchange there in between uh, 49 South and, 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 and veering off to the right and going across the 540 bridge. You know, there's... There's certain little natural landmarks that I point out, like, like that tree right there, you know, in between Springfield, Missouri, and whatever the next town west is. There's this 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 weird little tree. It's not right out in the middle of everything, but he's kind of standing off to the side there. I see that tree every time. I, I love being out and exploring and meeting new people and saying hi and you know it, it's it's exciting I, I love it and I, I don't I'm not exactly sure um, part of one of my little personal side projects that I'm I'm wanting to work on, but I keep 
losing track of time and I'm not really putting as much effort into it as I would like to but um, my dad uh, kind of jokes around about the idea that that I have a, a familial link to the Lewis and Clark expedition I'm like well that would explain a lot because I love, love, love being out there and exploring. You know, just, just going to a new conservation area or a new state park, getting on one of those trails and just getting out there and looking around and, and seeing all the stuff and taking pictures and, and talking to the, the native people and stuff, you know. Oh, man, oh, man. It's amazing. I dig it. And that, and that's, you know, it, if you if you shuffle the view around a little bit, that's my job. <laughs> I get to drive around and explore and talk to people, the the native people, you know. And there's a little trade route going on. I'm, I'm, oh man, I am unglued with excitement and happiness. I love it, love it, love it, love it. Now, to kind of drag a little bit of the, uh, the, 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 the minimalist mindset, okay? If, if all of the stuff that I own fits in green bean, okay, which green bean, you know, it's not, green bean's not a giant backpack, right, but it's also not one of those, you know, it's, it's not a cutesy one with bejewelment and stuff all over it, and it's not, you know, it's not your standard school backpack, it, it's got it's got a little bit more size to it. Not a, it's not a lot bigger. It's maybe just a little bit bigger. But it, it's it's also it's it's made by LLB, right? So it's got you know it's got the heavy duty zippers on it. It's got the heavy duty material to it. it it's it's got some sturdiness to it. it. You know, and if all of my stuff fits in there. Okay, now we're going to drag a little bit of the survivalist slash prepper mindset into this. If everything that I own fits in this backpack, and I'm in Tulsa, which is two and a half hours away, if I'm in Fort Smith, which is two and a half hours away, and something were to happen, the zombie apocalypse. The dead start rising from their graves in Fort Smith, Arkansas. And it's time to go home. If it's happening here, it might be happening at home. I gotta I gotta call the house. Oh man, the cell phones aren't working. Power grid's down. I've run out of gas. I'm in Fort Smith. And a two two and a half hour drive at 70 miles an hour most of the way takes two and a half hours you know, I looked it up on 
on Google on maps, right? And it says that it, it would take like three days to walk, but that's, that is a constant, no stopping, no resting, no encounters with strangers or locals or whatever, just a straight through walk. Keeping the same pace the whole time. It's going to take like three days to, to walk. So I figure in reality it's probably going to take like seven to ten days to walk that. Because I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to stop. I'm going to have to scavenge. I'm going to have to find something to eat. I might have to hunt or fish or trap or or live off of whatever it is that I've got in the, I've got in the in the van with me I might have to I might have to explore my way around a roadblock you know there, there's so many things that could happen between here and there who knows It's, it's stuff like that, that that scares the crap out of me. You know, not not enough that I don't I don't go ahead and live my life. You know, but you know, I I can't listen to the news anymore. I I try to in little spurts, just to kind of keep up with what's going on with COVID-19 and and stuff like that and then before that it was you know what what weird thing has President Trump spewed from his mouth today you know and uh, you know the whole politics thing the whole government thing you know it It's all a mess, which is which is why I'm I'm such a strong advocate for this idea of self-reliance and self-sufficiency and, and trying to get people to spend less time worrying about their stuff and, and stop judging themselves and others based upon the stuff that they've got, but instead. Start judging yourself by how many people that you've helped. You know, hey, I, I, just, I started a garden this spring, and now it's, you know, it's it's November, and everybody's harvesting, and you know, and I, you know, I had, I had, you know, this many five-gallon buckets of tomatoes all year. You know, I, I had like three or four or five gallon buckets of tomatoes every week that, you know, I, I made up a bunch of pasta sauce and I made a, a bunch of salsa and I and I gave a bunch of it away and I sold a bunch of it at the farmer's market and, you know, I did so well that I I created my own brand of, of salsa and everybody's going crazy for it and, and I can't keep up with production and, 
you know, I'm making so much money that I had my side hustle became my main hustle, and I had to quit my job. And you know, now it's just, you know, just the seeing the the possibility for this chain of events, starting off with this this one little teeny tiny seed that you put into the ground and said, you know what, I want to I want to grow my own tomatoes this year. And then you got such a bug for it that, you know, and, and I'm, I, I, I've seen other people go through this. I've seen other people's content that, you know, they're like, hey, man, I, I want to start my garden so I can, I can shave that, that little bit of money off of the, off of the end of my monthly bills. Even if it's only, you know, March through November. You know that that's fine that's nine months man nine months can take two or three hundred dollars off of the end of my grocery bill every month awesome you know that's eighteen hundred to twenty seven hundred dollars a month or over over the course of that year that, that's that's a lot of something that you can do with that money. That I mean, that's you know, that's a, a pretty a pretty decent grocery bill for you know for the for the winter. And then you get to this place where okay, I did that well, and I'm really not putting that much effort into it. How about, how about in the spring I put a little bit more effort into it and see what happens. And then, you know, year after year after year, you know, three, four, five years into it, you're at this place where you're spending no money on your grocery bill every month. You wake up in the morning, it's time for breakfast, you go out into the backyard and you, you pick some weeds and you grab a couple of... Uh, a couple of whatevers on your way to the chicken coop. You throw that down, you say hi to the girls, you know, and you grab some eggs and you go inside and you make yourself, you know, uh, uh, make yourself a, a breakfast. I don't necessarily want to get into specifics because some people are vegetarians and vegans and whatever. So I'm, I'm, for me, I, I would have said, I'm gonna make some scrambled eggs with some salsa on top, just because you know salsa is a, a a great mixture of vegetables, you know. And pouring that over the top of some scrambled eggs, you got yourself a, a pretty balanced breakfast, you know. They're great, <laughs> but to um, how do I say? To, to go from this person that is completely and totally dependent upon, you know, just-in-time delivery to Walmart, and all of a sudden, you know, something like COVID-19 happens, you know, could you imagine COVID-19 being a fuzzy bit more communicable 
and it hits truckers. Now all of a sudden, you know, there's there's a lot of truckers that aren't running because they're sick and or they are dying. And the trucks aren't on time. You know, toilet paper is going to be the least of our worries. You know, look at look at the things that have, that have happened because of COVID nineteen, and look at what's going on. Look at what has happened because of the you know, the the great toilet paper shortage of two thousand twenty. You know, <laughs> everybody going bananas buying buying toilet paper. Okay? COVID-19 is a respiratory disease. Not a not a a, a a digestive thing. Okay? That's not a gastrointestinal thing. It's a respiratory thing. Okay? You're, COVID-19 is not going to make you poop more. You don't, you don't need more toilet paper. You don't need to panic buy toilet paper. Regular buy toilet paper. Be sitting there, uh, be sitting there in your office doing your paperwork, and realize, oh, all right, well, I've only got a couple of rolls left. I better stop by the store tonight and buy another pack. Not, oh, well, you know what? I've got. Uh, there's a possibility that I get this respiratory disease. I better go buy all of the toilet paper. Grief, <laughs> we are silly creatures, aren't we? But. It's because of little things like that that, you know, I may have let go of a, a big chunk of my desire to be a prepper and a survivalist because I wanted to be more of a minimalist. And or a more spiritual being. But... If I'm living in a world where everybody is so crazy over toilet paper and hand sanitizer, the hand sanitizer, I understand that. I get that completely. I've got I've got one little bitty bottle over here and I've got a little bit bigger of a bottle over there. Okay? And that has lasted me all of this epidemic. Or all of this pandemic or all of this crazy whatever you want to call it. You know what I mean? And now and now here we are. We've we've flattened the curve. We see the light at the end of the tunnel. We're starting to creep out of our little hobbit holes. And and now what? something quite a bit more serious than what's happened now. 
and I and I I've got to revert back to one of my most favorite sayings ever: "Hope for the best and plan for the worst." Okay, I even sometimes replace the word "plan" with "prepare." There, there for there for a while. Whenever I first got into being a prepper. It was prepare for the worst, not plan for the worst. I prepared for the worst because, you know, why not? Why, why just sit here and say, oh, the government's going to handle it, or there's always food at Walmart, or, or, or whatever. What happens when the government fails? What happens when Walmart closes its doors? What happens if they're if, if this COVID-19 turns, you know, five years from now and it's, and it's COVID-24, right? And it's, it's quite a bit more catchy and it's quite a bit more deadly. And instead of, you know, one percent, less than one percent of the population gets sick from it and dies. You know, what if it's five percent or ten percent? Or a, a larger percentage of people die and the people that are dying are, are people like truck drivers people that are bringing food from Mexico to wherever it is that you live in the United States to your local Walmart. Because I'm, 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 not, I'm not an expert on this, but I'm pretty sure that the food that we grow here in America, we ship over to China. And then we have food from Mexico imported to us. How crazy of a little system is that? That's the power of money and stuff. You know what I mean? Somebody's making a lot more money to, to hire a semi to drive their food all the way out to California, put it on a boat, and ship it for however many months across the Pacific Ocean to China. They're making more money doing it that way than they are taking their, their crops to the local farmer's market. I don't, I don't understand the financials and all of that. It's something I'd, I'd like to understand better. If you understand it better, I'd love to have a conversation with you. Okay? Go over to Twitter, send me a private message, say, hey man, I'd like to talk to you about those financials, you know? Um, but we had on time. It's pretty close, aren't we? 
45 minutes. Um, my thing is that uh, I I see it as a better investment of my time to try to take some sort of a control over my food supply, my personal food supply. Does that make sense? Instead of instead of having to worry about the truckers, and I'm not. I'm not trying to say this in any negative sort of way, you know, like I hate truckers or whatever, because I'm, you know, I, I may not be in the very same class as, as truckers, but I'm, you know, I'm a professional driver. I'm a, a person who puts stuff in the back of their vehicle and drives it to other places because people have ordered it. Okay, I, I'm, you know, I may be a step or two below a truck driver. I've I don't have a class A license. How about that? I'm not a I'm not a semi driver. <clears throat> but I I consider myself to be, you know, on the on the outside edges of that little circle of people. And I I, I find it to be one of those things where I, uh, I feel bad for truckers to have to drive from one side of the country to the other just to bring food to my grocery store whenever I could just walk out into my backyard and get food <clears throat> instead of having these perfectly manicured lawns and and, and stuff like that, and, and not saying there's anything wrong with that either, or that it, that's not possible at the same time as having a, a bit of a food forest in your in your yard to to mix edibles in with with pretty flowers and stuff is a really good idea. Pretty flowers attract bees, and bees pollinate your your food plants, which makes your food plants produce food. Hey, there's a there's a word that I'm I'm trying to learn as much as possible about right now. It's called permaculture, right? And and permaculture, more or less, you know, a, my complete and total lack of understanding of this word. The 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 thing I'm getting out of it right now is this cool little system that's going to allow me to grow a lot of food in my backyard. Okay. Yes, I understand that I would be able to grow a lot more food on a much bigger plot of land. Duh. Okay. But what I've got right now is a small piece of land with a house on it and a bunch of dogs and some trees that are already there that I don't want to kill because there's an apple tree and a peach tree and, and um, pecan 
Okay? I've already got I've already got trees that produce food on my property, so I'm not gonna knock those down. And there's pretty flowers that attract bees that pollinate the other plants that I'm trying to grow that that make more food. Okay, so I can have I can have a pretty yard and I can have a functional yard. And instead of spending a bunch of money on food, I could spend that money on on more plants. And instead of spending myself spending my time all locked up in the house, I, you know, I get it. Air conditioning, stuff like that. You know, I, I totally plan on there being some air conditioning going on in my house this summer. But the idea that, you know, you've got to spend every daylight second inside soaking up that air conditioning is, is ridiculous. Right? Being outside, catching some of them sun rays, working outside, you know, burning off the calories, feeling the breeze and stuff like that. that that's, that's nature. I dig that. My kids, my kids think that I'm ridiculous. <laughs> and they may be right. Who knows? Okay. I, I try not to shame them for their decisions to want to stay inside and play video games. And I do my best to coax them outside and, and trick them into helping me and, you know, the whenever they're done helping me. And I tell them that we're done. And we sit there and we look at this thing that we've done. Whether putting something together or, or digging a hole and putting a tree in it. And, and we got to work together and bond and hang out and, you know, and, and to see that look on their face, you know, that, that sense of accomplishment. Ah, worth it, man. It was worth every little trick that I had to pull to get them to be outside and sweat and suffer with me because now... Now they understand. This is where food comes from. Food is at Walmart, and you can buy it from Walmart, but food does not come from Walmart. Food comes from the earth. And to, and to do my best to, to, not just my kids, but myself as well, and everybody that I come into contact with, and everybody who can hear the sound of my voice, to eventually come to this place in their heads that that I help them understand that food comes from the earth and we have to take care of our earth so that we have more food and that once we've got we've got food growing in our backyard and we've got these cool little barrels that are connected to our gutters and collecting all of the rainwater and we've got you know thousands of gallons of water that that hit our that hit our our roofs and go down the downspouts and then to the storm drains and far far away from our houses that that if we caught 
some of that rain and we had thousands of gallons of water at our disposal at any given time yeah we're gonna have to run it through a filter yeah we might have to boil it but it's there we've got water taken care of we've got food taken care of we've got shelter taken care of now we've got you know we we some however many hours you know like like to the the house that we just bought okay we've been living there two months now that's what February, March, eight, three months. We've lived there three months. Okay. And in that three months, I have sunk hours. Okay. The first year of us living in this house, there's going to be hours and, and a lot of time, a lot of financial investment, a lot of energy investment sunk into this house to get it to a particular place, right? But once it's there, once the systems are in place and, 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 and maintained, then, you know, food all the time. From January 1st, to December 31st of whatever year there's food growing on that property is the eventual goal. Okay. Greenhouses, grow lights, whatever. Food is growing there every single day. At least plant. Okay? At least plants. I'm not exactly sure. You know, it, it may be another little while before we dive into the whole small livestock thing, right? But eventually, you know, in you know, big, far, way out there goal is to do this for my whole family. Okay, to reel that goal in just a fuzz to do it just for me to have 100% of my calories come from this property. Okay? That's going to be quite a quite a swing from the diet that I am accustomed to today, you know. <laughs> I'm I'm a I'm a soda drinker. I'm a I'm a bread eater. I'm a pasta eater. Okay? And, it, and it's going to take some time. I'm not going to say that, you know, starting from right now, 100% of my calories, but eventually, it may be five years down the road. I think that's going to be one of the fun things about my show, my content being a, an historical reference to this time where it wasn't, it was, I wasn't able to do it compared to you know, 10, 15, 20 years down the road where I've been doing it for a few years. You know what I mean? And to be able to look back on on days like today where it was just a, 
a glimmer of hope. And now that those systems are in place 20 years from now, those systems are in place, those systems are being maintained and upgraded to the, you know, to the most modern capabilities of my skills or whatever. And then, you know, the day comes where I can't do it anymore. And I show the next generation how to do it for themselves. Maybe my kids aren't into it. Maybe I've got to sell the house. Maybe I've got to sell the property and say, hey, you know what? My kids aren't into it. They don't want to have nothing to do with this. If I'm the person that wants to buy the property, be like, hey man, I'm going to sell you this property, but I got to show you how it works. I'll stay on for however many weeks or months or years, or you know what you're doing. Awesome. That's great. Whatever. But, you know, it's for it to be a, something that that is set up to where it, it's something that I can hand down to my kids or I can show, you know, I can use as an example for generations to come. Because these, these things that, that work today, they worked, you know, a hundred years ago. They worked a thousand years ago. They worked a hundred thousand years ago. They've worked for you know, tens of thousands of generations up to this point and will work for hundreds of thousands of generations beyond this point. Because, but because we've got our head so stuck in our, in our, in our smartphones and in our TVs and in all of our electronic gizmos, and don't get me wrong, I dig them. I play Pokemon Go. I love playing Pokemon Go. It gets me out walking around, a little bit of exercise. It entertains me. I like watching movies. I love Star Wars. Okay, don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to completely demonize it. Uh, modern technology and TV and cell phones and whatever. But, 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 but. Okay. Big, huge but. My problem becomes all of our time is being spent on on these terrific little gizmos. But we could take a couple of hours out of our day, go out into the backyard, stick a shovel in the ground, disturb the earth, put some seeds down, now you've got food growing in your backyard. And because that's such an amazing thing, hopefully it inspires you to do more. I know it has for me. I don't even have stuff growing yet. And I'm already over, I have overstimulated myself as far as growing food in my backyard. Now, now I've got to find this balance in my life because, like, 
I eat too much while I'm out on the road, while I'm at work, and then every, whenever I get home, you know, it's, it's late, and it's time to make dinner, and then I make dinner, and then I eat again, and I'm just feeling so fat and full, so I'm trying to cut back on, on my calorie intake, which is probably going to be one of the reasons why I make a lot of podcasts, <laughs> a lot of podcast episodes, because if I'm talking, I'm not eating, all right, so I'm going to talk and talk and talk and talk, yeah, anyway, all right, so it's been an hour, I'm going to get off here, all right, I hope I've said some things that have stirred up some conversation, I hope I've asked some questions that make you want to answer, all right, if so, go to social media, search for hashtag Dow of Rich, should take you to my content once you are there like follow and subscribe share with a friend interact with me throw some thumbs up at me comment on some of the pictures share some recipes share your interpretation of chapter 12 of the Tao Te Ching or or what do you think about the four noble truths and stuff like that Let, let's let's have some conversation let's build some community let's let's have just let's just talk and hang out and see what happens okay so until then i'll talk to you guys later man goodbye